Hello everyone and welcome to IEJ podcast Mapping the Energy Future. My name is Kana Sato, senior researcher at JIME of IEJ and will be your partner for today's program. Today's program is the major takeaways from the 8th OPEC International Seminar by Dr. Ken Koyama. Let me welcome Dr. Koyama, a Senior Managing Director and Chief Economist of IEJ, the Institute of Energy Economics Japan. How was the OPEC International Seminar in Vienna this year? Earlier this month, Saudi and Russia have announced extension on their voluntary reduction. The energy market these days are quite unpredictable. Can I ask you how the mood was like? Asato-san, yes, I totally agree that uh energy market, global energy market in particular, oil market, is very unpredictable and very uncertain. Uh, if we can uh, recall that the last year's development, uh, early March 2022, we saw that uh, extremely high oil price at the $130 per barrel. But after that, that the gradually we saw that the decline in oil price uh, nowadays, that uh, oil price, uh, Brent and WTI, are uh, both uh, hovering at around 70 and something like 70, 80 dollars per barrel. And still, uh, which way the oil price can go, I don't know. And uh, the recent uh, OPEC seminar, uh, major producing countries uh, from Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, and other non-OPEC uh, countries, uh, attended the seminar and discussed uh, in great detail on what is going to happen and what is a major challenge for the oil market. And uh, my personal feeling at the seminar was that, yes, it is uh, still very unpredictable that the uh, producer group or produce, major producing country seems to uh, realize their own power or their own uh, influence on oil price. And uh, I understand that uh, uh, they are making their best effort to uh, control the supply demand or affect the price. And of course, it's still very challenging task. But uh, their recent uh, announcement or the continuation of uh, coordinated production cut as well as the, the voluntary production cut by Saudi Arabia and Russia is playing a very important role. So I feel, I felt that the producing group are not, I should say, confident, but they are growingly understand their own importance as a market stabilizer or, or to contribute to the stabilization of the oil market. I understood that there was a coordination between the participant, uh, participating countries within yes. the seminars. Thank you. So, could I ask you the highlights, takeaways, or impressions of the seminar? Well, firstly, that uh, seminar itself was uh, uh, not uh, organized in the last uh, four, five years because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, the, Seventh uh, OPEC International uh, Seminar was held in uh, 2018. So uh, it was quite some time that they get together. Uh, 
And in the last five years, uh, many things happened, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the wave of carbon neutrality and the Ukraine crisis. And during the, that period, oil price became very, very volatile. And I think that the producer group tried a really strong effort to uh, contribute to the stability. Uh, and I, I do believe that they, uh, they made an excellent job at, at the moment in terms of the supply demand adjustment. Uh, again, uh, what going to happen in the international oil market? I don't know. Uh, because uh, in supply demand and the geopolitics, there are so many uncertainties. Uh, what is going to be the, the global economic growth and how the, the Chinese economy can revive and what's going to happen in the supply side. Uh, there are, and also there are uh, increasingly uh, important uh, attention being paid to the uh, influence of financial factors. So I think that uh, probably that uh, towards the end of this year, oil price uh, remain very, very volatile. And uh, some people suggest that uh, towards the end of the, this year, uh, global oil demand may exceed supply. In that case, that oil price may go up again toward $80, $90. So we must see uh, very closely. So as well as the oil and gas or oil um, market related issues, mm. I've seen a lot of discussion happening on related to the energy diversity diversification or the mm. energy transition. Yes. How do you see the role of OPEC in these fields these days? Again, that one of the key takeaway or my personal understanding is that uh, OPEC oil producing countries try to understand the possible uh, change in the global market towards uh, decarbonization. And in this respect, uh, the future role of hydrocarbon is going to be very uncertain. And uh, there are many views that uh, demand for oil, demand for gas, and demand for coal in particular will decline substantially if the world really sees that uh, decarbonization or carbon neutrality. But uh, the last two years, well, our experience since that, uh, 2022 seem to suggest that uh, still energy market stability and security of supply of overall energy is very, very important. And in that sense, that uh, security of fossil fuel and the stability of fossil fuel market is become very, very important agenda for the world. So under the circumstance, again, producing groups, OPEC and OPEC plus uh, leaders, seems to uh, became increasingly confident, I should say, uh, that the role of oil and the role of gas in the short term, of course, but even mid-term and longer term. In other words, uh, the world may depend, uh, continue to depend on fossil fuel, oil and gas, much, much longer than I, we expected in the last two, three years. So in this sense, how uh, that the stability of the oil and gas market can be maintained or achieved is a very important agenda. So that the seminar discussed a lot about the sustainability issues 
including the sustainability of oil and gas market itself and the investment, how to secure investment is again a very important issue of the same. Yes, um, having the situation is quite different from the developing countries and mm. developed countries. Although in the developing, I mean, developed countries, there are pressures to the investors mm. not to uh, put too much um, monies into those fields because of the ESG related matters and, as you mentioned, mm. the sustainability as well. However, um, to keep the, the economy going on in the world, we need to secure the energy in the fairly matters. Mm. So how was the discussion on each responsibilities, realizing the stability, affordability, and the safety of the energy security across the world? I would like to point out that uh, even that, uh, uh, the world of finance, I think that there emerged some kind of change uh, in the attitude toward uh, fossil fuel investment. Uh, if uh, we can remember that the situation in the year 2020 or 2021, I think that uh, ESG investment dominates, really dominate in the uh, discussion uh, globally. But uh, after Ukraine crisis and after the importance of uh, energy security is uh, revisited, I think that even that the world of the finance I think that the importance of fossil fuel investment may may become uh, may have a new light shed on. Uh, some of the major financial market players, uh, the top management of these uh, companies, started to say, uh, "Yes, ESG is important, but we need to pay great attention on the investment of fossil fuel as well." So I think that there is a change in the type. And I think that also that the producing countries' perspective, they quite understand the importance of the investment in the oil and gas sector, which continue to play a very important role for the world and for their own economy. So I think that we should again pay attention to what's going to happen in the sector, uh, uh, investment sector as well. And this can be very important uh, for Asian developing countries as well. Uh, in my view, that uh, Asian developing countries like uh, ASEAN countries or uh, India and other South Asian countries need to have a very stable energy supply, including the majority of fossil fuel supply to their own economy. Thank you. And last but not least, I would like to sincerely congratulate you for receiving the OPEC award for the research. Uh, what was what makes you uniquely qualified for the hour award and what was the most memorable moment you had in your piano? Yeah, thank you very much, Hattosan. And uh, I, frankly speaking, when I had the news of this award uh, given to me, uh, I was very surprised and simply I couldn't believe it, the news. Uh, the reason is very simple. Uh, I knew the award itself, and also I knew the uh, recipient of the uh, past recipient of the award, and uh, the recipient include uh, Professor Robert Marble, that the first uh, award winner in the year 2004, and uh, Professor Paul Stevens, who is my who was my supervisor at the University of Dundee. Uh, the third uh, award winner in 2009, 
And the latest uh, award winner was uh, Professor Bassam Fatu, very famous uh, director at the Oxford Energy Institute. And uh, I can call them as a kind of legendary giant in this area. So that's a great surprise and great, uh, great news to me. And uh, frankly speaking, I, it is uh, uh, this, my distinct uh, surprise and honor. And uh, also I felt that it is a great encouragement to myself and I should continue to work and I should work more hard, harder than before. And also another point that I felt was that it can be a great encouragement to uh, energy scholar or energy academia and energy researcher in Japan and in Asia, uh, as this uh, award uh, given to me is a first occasion that uh, someone from Japan or someone from Asia uh, awarded this uh, prestigious prize uh, to me. So uh, I was very, very happy and it was really a memorable time for me. It's also wonderful as, as being Japanese as well, because you're the first um, recipient for um, having this award as the Asian and the Japanese. So thank you very much for sharing us your thoughts and views on the old market as well as your special moment in Vienna. So very much appreciated uh, for your deep-sided comments. See you until the next time. Thank you very much. Thank you to the listeners for joining IEJ podcast, Mapping the Energy Future. If you enjoyed the program, please follow us on the podcast. For more detailed and insightful information, please visit our website. Goodbye for now.